When I say being local famous, that doesn't just mean meeting the business owners in the area. You need to be on your social media talking about any time that you've had something interesting or exceptional related to your business happen, you should be letting everybody know that. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Marcotte. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Jeremy Marcotte with Hook SEO, and I'm here with Matt Rouse. Hello. And our guest today is Carrie with Bark Cartons. And today, we're going to talk about how to leverage education for lead generation. So what does that mean? Carrie. Hello. Hi. So what was the question again? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. What does it mean to leverage education? Your people maybe don't know certain things on how to create business momentum or marketing plans. Well, let's let's break it down to the pet service industry. People are really good at working in their business. They go on a daily basis to uh, to work, get their work done, go home but they're not necessarily working on their business, growing their business, doing their marketing plans, doing all of the businessy type things that you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And that might not be their specialty. So at Bark Cartons, I help by educating them on the marketing part, help them learn how to grow their following, learn how to connect with their clients a little bit better, just kind of giving them that education that, that maybe is missing inside their business. And in doing that, they'll follow me, see what I have to say, and that's lead generation for me. So they could buy my bark cartons. So they could buy your bark cartons. Yeah. So there you go. Thanks for joining us. You and guys we're have done. A... So, <laughs> so yeah, thanks everybody and good night. <laughs> Nailed it. So with with lead generation, how do you? Okay, so you teach them. Okay, yes. so before you but, move on, I got a good explanation for you that'll help. Okay. All right. So the one who teaches earns the right to sell. Ooh. That's the way it works now. I like that. This is not 2016 anymore. It's not 2010 anymore, as much as people like to think that that was yesterday. It was th so three years it ago. Was, yeah, or it was, yeah. It was so three years ago. Yeah. But in a digital economy, three years is forever, right? Like forever. Three years ago, you could still go to Toys R Us. Actually, I guess you can now because <laughs> I got bought again, right? But you know what I'm saying, right? You Too you could soon. still go buy go buy some Craftsman tools at Sears and go stop by Kmart on your way home. Mm. You can't do that now, Ouch. right? There goes my childhood. I know childhood right gone. in the feels. When you're talking about a 2019 marketing world, direct sales is virtually impossible. You have to have some kind of a spin on your selling, like whether that's nostalgia or some kind of direct emotional connection to the product. But more often than not, if it's business to business, you need to be teaching them something so that they can learn from you and they can learn that you can help them because you've helped them. Right? Okay, but should your advertising be heavily educational? How much education is too much education? And should you do that in advertising or should you do that in another medium? So it's going to depend on the business. But one of the most successful advertising campaigns that I've ever seen, it was based off educating people through like blog posts and they would use the blog post as the advertisement. So uh, if you're on Facebook or you're on another platform, it would say, this is how you do X, Y, Z. 
and it goes to a blog post. And then the blog post warms them up to your business, showing that you know what you're talking about, and then has a sign up to get something, right? So you have an educational thing. Maybe it's a PDF download or ebook or, or something, right? Mm-hmm. And depending upon the business, you may or may not need to get their email address at that point. And then, you know, you can send more information to them with email automation after the fact, or you could get them into a group, or you could get them, you know, somewhere where you can continue the conversation. You want them to subscribe to your business somehow. That could be a YouTube subscriber, could be a Facebook group, could be an email list subscriber, could be a Facebook fan, but preferably not because the engagement's so low now. Maybe they're an Instagram follower. Also, that's going to go the way of Facebook engagement. The graph is almost identical to what happened with Facebook is now happening on Instagram. But get them subscribed to you so you can talk to them more, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can educate them more. And once you keep educating them and helping them and they see that it's valuable, then they believe that whatever else you're going to give them is valuable too, right? Which it should be or you shouldn't be selling it. So, Carrie, I know you are in the process of finishing up your book. Yep. Barking Up the Right Tree. Barking Up the by Right Carrie Tree. Ralph. Yes. And that is a book about process and marketing for pet businesses, right? This one is specifically for groomers and, okay. and cued towards that, but other ser- pet service businesses could glean information and find it useful too. It's just, I used to be a groomer, so I right. was talking directly to them. And your company, Bark Cartons, <laughs> you sell these paper treat boxes that you can put like candies or like dog treats and stuff in and we talked a little bit about that more on the last episode but you talk about that in the book but like super briefly right oh yeah it's just one tool in the book to help your business and all of the other stuff is basically free information right i mean mean, it's not free you have to buy the book but i mean the the book's not expensive right it's not like you're spending a hundred thousand dollars to go back to college yeah no right And you also educate people online also, right? Yes. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? So you can find me on Instagram at Bark Cartons. And I have a Facebook page, of course, and a group that is linked to that, the Bark Marketing Collective. And in that group, it's a social learning group. So I've created units and I will continue to create units on helping educate. And what's a unit? That's like a course? It's like a course, yeah. So, so far I have two courses and there are more to come. And those are all about how to strategically market your business and have competitive advantage over your competition. And that's free. Yeah. So you're teaching people how to improve their business. Yes. How to make more money. Yes. How to get better repeat customers. Yes. How to do networking. Yes. And all of this stuff, you're teaching them for free because you are building trust with them that you know what you're talking about. And then when you say, I also sell this product that can help you do these same things, yeah, they already believe you. And they know that you've already mm-hmm. helped them make more money. So maybe this thing will help them make more money also. And then they buy your product. Yeah, the product is just one tool of many. And that's the only one that I'm asking money for. Right. Yeah. And I mean, the real goal is, I mean, obviously everybody needs to make money, right? You need to make money, support your family, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the goal has to be to help people. The, you know? Well, the yeah, the goal is I used to be a groomer. Groomers are my people and dog people are my people. And if you are a dog person, you know, you have that feeling too. It's like, that's your tribe. Right. And I am now in a position to be able to help my tribe and I want to see them succeed. Right. And you can give back to your community. 
And in turn, you can make a living by helping that community. Yes. And this is the basis of almost every modern marketing campaign is how can I find the, uh, like Seth Godin calls it the smallest viable market, right? Mm. Who are the people on the edge? If you draw a graph, dog people might be on one side of the graph and like business owner might be on the other side mm. of the graph. And who lives at the far corner of dog person and business owner is dog grooming owner or grooming manager, right? That's your tribe. So how can you help that tribe? Well, just like the things that you talked about, but that can be in any business, right? Mm -hmm. So I like to say like for our business, personally, we do web design and advertising and things like that. So I want to help our customers customer. Mm -hmm. So our goal is to find business owners who have that relational relationship with their customers, like they're an honestly want to help their customers and that they have buy-in with their customers, like they have a tribe of people, that's our people, right? Mm -hmm. That's my customer. If my customer is out there selling stuff to people that they don't care about, we don't wanna work with them. So yeah, anytime that you can build that tribe and that connection, and then you can start teaching those people, it's such an amazing, I, I hate to say marketing tool, but I mean, it is a marketing tool, but it's amazing to have that connection with people and then have people come back and, and tell you how much you've helped them, right? Yeah. All right, so how do you actually go about starting this? Where do you start? Do you start with a post? Do you start just teaching 10,000 people? Like where where do you start? How can you teach people to help foster this relationship? Well, everybody starts out at zero. You have to start somewhere. And you're definitely not going to go out teaching 10,000 people at the start. If you can, you should tell me how to do that. Um, <laughs> Sell you a book. Yeah, yeah. So I'll buy your book. So you have to build your audience first. And like right now, I'm building up both my Facebook and Instagram audiences by interacting with the people who I'm attracted to in my market. So dog groomers, pet service industry people, dog walkers, veterinarians, interact with them, make friends with them, comment on their stuff, like them, and they will start looking at your stuff and liking you too. Another easy way... So wait, you're not saying just post once a week on Facebook or Instagram and be like, all done, marketing complete. <laughs> no, it. I wish it was that easy, but it's not. It's a, a daily grind. Um, you got to keep on it every day and talk to people every day. And somebody says, uh, just send them to college because that sounds easy and cheap, right? It's a good way to meet people. Yeah. Build college up, groups, meetups. Build up a little tribe that you can work with in the future. Yeah. It's like networking. Yeah. It is like networking. It's expensive networking. So it if is, you'd yeah. like to be sent to college, contact Greg Backmeyer, and uh, he'll send you to college. And a scholarship can, fund? Scholarship yep. fund. He's got a scholarship fund. You get to go to Missouri? Community college and one class, but it's college. <laughs> um, so, all right. So we, you've talked about starting and, and teaching the people that mm -hmm. you have in your tribe, reaching out to mm -hmm. and connecting with the people that you want to help, right? Yep. So what do you do? kind of after that you've you're doing like a post or something saying hey did you know mm -hmm. you can do this so you're starting to teach them and engage with them but how can you take that a step further you could take that a step further by partnering with people okay you have to create something that is beneficial to both members mm -hmm. i guess we could talk about it in the pet service industry a little bit better your potential partner has a list of people, they have their followers. Let's just say it's a doggy cafe and you're a dog walker. 
And the doggy cafe gives away, like they have the little dog bowl on the outside. You're welcome to come and bring your pup to enjoy your puppuccino outside with your dog. And a dog walker wants to get in with that business. And what are you going to bring to that business to help them? And in turn, you know, what could they potentially give to you to help you? So that's going to be different in any any case. But when you're creating partnerships and strategic locations, say you create a partnership with the vet and the dog groomer and the dog poop picker-upper and the dog cafe and the gas station across the street, then you have all of those partnerships sending referrals to you for your dog walking services. Right. And that goes also along the line, something I like to call locally famous, right? You want to be at least to your friends and your connections, you want to be the choice for whatever the thing is that you do. And the way that you do this is by partnerships, right? Talking to other business owners, and you can do that through networking. You pick up the phone, physically go see them, especially if you have a local business. You should know every related pet service business within you know whatever your service area would be. So say you're a dog groomer and people will drive five miles to get their dog groomed where you live, right? Maybe not in New York or something, right? But, you know, in, in like Portland Metro, sure. Maybe if you're in the Midwest, they might drive 20 miles, right? So whatever that area is, find every vet, find every dog walker, every pet sitter, every whoever, right? Just go talk to them. Say, mm-hmm. hey, I own the dog grooming shop at the corner of 2nd and 4th or whatever, and you know, you have a dog walking business and we're not, you know, competing or anything. And I was wondering maybe if we could just chat so I could learn about your business, see if there's something we could do to help each other. You mm-hmm. want to go have a cup of coffee? We'll go have a puppuccino. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> At the pet cafe. So make sure you know. that they have to do with your industry and you're not trying to go like you're right. a pet person, but you're partnering with an aerospace engineer. That's that's not necessarily a great partnership, but there are great partnerships outside of your industry that still cater to your potential clients. Like people take their dogs into the hardware store. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily a direct partner because they they don't service dogs or they don't have anything to do with dogs, but people bring their dogs in to buy paint or to buy outdoor supplies or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you could potentially partner with them to hand out treats with your information. They should Stay hand out bark boxes. Cartons. They should hand out bark cartons with poop bags in them. They could Jeremy do that. and I learned that oh at my Home gosh. Depot the other day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Went to Home Depot and there's a woman standing by a large dog's poop pile <laughs> warning people, watch your step, they're coming to help clean it up. <laughs> and but it they was, don't have bags. <laughs> they don't. Oh. Came with a big roll of paper towel. I was like, dude, on that concrete floor, that's going to be fun times. Well, then, yeah, that would be a That'd perfect be a partnership. partnership. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's a partnership directly with businesses that are in your same industry. Like, I'll give you a, a perfect example. We did an email marketing workshop the other day, and Carrie came and presented about bark cartons to mm-hmm. the people at the workshop, and they loved it, right? Mm-hmm. And they were clapping, and they were, like, asking questions, and they were like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And... Our businesses, I guess they're marketing related, right? But Mm -hmm. they're not that related. I mean, we don't service really the same customers. But, you know, it doesn't always have to be related. It could be you could partner with a restaurant or a local cafe or a coffee shop is a really good one. People like take their dog for a walk, get a coffee, go walk down the walk path, go to the dog park, Mm -hmm. whatever. 
And that kind of stuff works in almost any industry. But also when I say being local famous, that doesn't just mean meeting the business owners in the area. You need to be on your social media, your personal mm -hmm. social media, not just your business one, but your personal one, talking about any time that you've had something interesting or exceptional related to your business happen, you should be letting everybody know that, right? Mm -hmm. Did you meet someone who was really cool? You know, I had a, a I met... Tem Maya, she's a artist in Lake Oswego, and she has these really cool giant paintings that she does. So I posted the painting, and I talked a little bit about, you know, a little bit about the conversations that we had around her business, and you know how cool it was to meet a local artist. And I'm not saying, hey everybody, come do some marketing. Yeah, da, 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 da. Let's do. Let me be your Facebook guy. You know, I'm just saying, look at this cool person that I met through my work, right? Mm -hmm. And that reminds people that you do what you do. Right. So let's say you're a dog groomer, mm -hmm. okay? And you have a dog that you do like a little haircut on and it comes out and he looks super cute. You just hold up the little dog and be like, check out this super cute dog I just gave a haircut to. Now everybody else that you know remembers that you're a person who cuts dog's hair. Yep. yep. Because you don't want to be the one who you like run into your friend and then you're talking about and they go, oh yeah, you're a dog groomer. I forgot I told my friend to take his eight dogs to such and such yeah. place instead of your place. Or worse, if you're like a real estate agent hmm. and somebody's like, oh, I forgot you were a realtor. I, oh man, I just told my brother to go buy a house with Jim down the street, mm -hmm. you know? And that's, it's different if you're, if you're a dog groomer, somebody could have brought their dog in. Maybe you're like, oh, no, I, I've missed out on 50 bucks. But that's not the case. If they brought in their dog and they really like their haircut and they like you and you're doing all these things that you're supposed to be doing to build that relationship, that person's going to come to you for like two years, probably eight, probably ten more. times a year. Yeah, right? more than that. For, yeah, it could be even <laughs> decades. But even just over a couple of years. And that's $1,000 of revenue. Mm-hmm. And if you're somebody who's like a big ticket item, like you sell cars or you sell real estate or something, and somebody doesn't remember that you do that, so they don't give you that referral, you'd lose ten, twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, I also want to talk a little bit about you brought up the the point of take a picture of your groomed dog or whatever and post it on your social media, but please post other things too. Yeah. Don't just post five to eight dogs well, on right. your social media every day. You want to prove that you're a real person and, and not just a workhorse. Um, like in the dog grooming business, don't just post pictures yeah. of you with dogs. Before and afters are awesome. They're cute. Right. I love to see them because I'm a dog groomer, but not necessarily your clients want to see those over and over and over. Right. Maybe go to the dog park. Yeah. You, you, the dogs can be in the picture, right? Yeah. But yeah, not yeah, yeah. always. Look at this cute haircut. Mm -hmm. it, it always seems salesy. Yeah. It's like you're trying to sell me something. I don't want to buy it if you're trying to shove it down my throat. Show me that you're a real person and you do things. And yes, you live a life that dogs are a huge part of it. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. That's awesome. Don't just show me that you can do a pretty haircut. Don't just show me that you can sell a yeah, house. Once Stuff like that, right? Or, you know, every week to 10 days kind of thing is enough to remind people that you know that you do what you do. Unless you have, like, something exceptional happens. You know, you've got a really neat dog come in. You've got a little video of a dog that's hyperactive running around in circles over and over and over and over and over and over. Dog, a little puppy chasing his tail. People never get tired of cat and dog photos, honestly. I mean, it's one of the as long as they're cute things ones. ever. I mean, yeah, if they're cute ones. If it's just average 
puppy that you've given a haircut to 50 different times and you're posting it over and over and over, it's not great, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, I mean, mix it up. Got to mix it up. And there are, of course, ever the other ways that you can educate people, right? So after you've partnered with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you start working on an online course. Maybe you throw a couple of classes out there. You talked about how you've got some courses that you've got going mm-hmm. right now. And I'm sure you're going to keep adding to those. And then after time, after you've built up this huge program, maybe you'll put together like a master's course where you'll sell that or something like that. So you you can't be afraid to grow your business and branch out on the things that you do. Do your one thing mm-hmm. really, really, really well and then have other legs of it because you never know if something comes along and all of a sudden you can't do it. Let's say you lose an arm. Are you going to be able to groom a dog anymore? Maybe. You can groom be a one hard. side. You can groom one side just really slowly. So, you know, you'll never know what life is going to throw at you. So do branch out, do other things and actually grow your business in multiple ways. And yeah. I know that that's yeah. harder for some people. So if you're going to do one thing, you need to define what is the critical path to success in your business. And that's, I mean, a whole nother other podcast about how to do that. But when you say do other things, it's do other things that are related mm-hmm. to what that goal is, right? right? So if your goal is to go from you know, say you're a one-person groom shop and you want to get a bigger space and hire more people and make it a more upscale salon, you know, in a few years kind of thing, Mm -hmm. then you need to be teaching people and educating people a little bit, but also getting all the work done that is going to increase the value of the work that you do and referral work and making sure you follow up with people, mm-hmm. making sure that everything in your shop is is done right and all of those things combined. And when you say doing other things, I mean, you don't want to be like, well, yeah, I'm working on this groom business, but I also drive Uber on the side, right? right? You need to be like, I'm going to work on this business. And instead of going out to make, you know, 13 bucks an hour driving Uber on the side on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Why don't you spend that five or six hours working on things that are going to drive more business? Right. Yeah. Because in the end, it'll pay off over and over and over. Whereas if you go out and do some side work or something, I mean, it pays you once. Maybe you need help paying the bills or something. That's fine. Go ahead and do that until you get to where you need to be. But if you're stable enough with your business... Make more money in your business where you have good margin and somebody else isn't sticking their hand in your pocket, right? Makes sense. Can we go back to creating partnerships real quick? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Out of time, next time. I just wanted to point out that sometimes in the pet service industry, people are scary. Like that's why a lot of pet service people work with dogs. They're not necessarily people people. And going out and meeting new people and networking and creating partnerships can be a big, scary thing. It doesn't have to be. Go out. Some people will say no. That's the worst that can happen. You just move on with your day. I think you should expect that some people are going to say no. Oh, definitely. Some people are going to say no. But those people that say yes, make it worthwhile. Yeah. And have a good idea Mm -hmm. of what kind of cost can you expect to pay for a partnership and and set a limit, right? Mm -hmm. Make sure that you cover your costs. You don't want anybody to take advantage of you. You know, make sure that you are offering something that's helpful to them. And you don't want a really lopsided partnership where it's like, okay, I'm going to partner with this dog business that has uh, 100,000 people on their mailing list and you have 100 people on your mailing list and go, oh, well, let's both email everything to our list. Yeah, Mm -hmm. It's not really a very fair partnership, right? 
but you can say, hey, I will, you know, promote your business in my business if you can put, you know, a few of my, uh, you know, put some of my bark cartons or my coupons on your counter or something, right? right? Just start small. And a good place is to like you have the bark marketing collective, mm-hmm. right? So the groomers and other pet business people can all talk to each other. Yep. Which is super easy, low, scary, right? Because it's just yeah. go on Facebook You're on your phone. behind your computer. Yep. Behind mm-hmm. your computer, your phone, you can talk to each other in a group. There's other groups. I know you're in like Oregon pet business group or something or dog groomers group or something. Yeah, there's yeah, there's, there's a bunch, a of, bunch them. of them online professional pet groomers right. and I mean there's there's ones for each industry. So Yeah, and there's other groups too like I know in Oregon there's the Minority Business Association. If you're in a group that maybe like an underserved population, you don't want to go to a huge group, you want to go with people like you. There's Mob for that's the mother business owners. Mother owned businesses. Mother owned businesses. There's Win. Yep, I'm in. Um, I run Win. I'm the president of two Win groups. That's Lake Oswego. Women in networking. Um, so it's an all women's group. Right. Yeah, and then you can always go to another business networking group, but just get your feet wet. Go to a meetup. Meet some. You don't even have to meet anybody. Go there. Just go. Get a coffee or a drink or something. Right. Yeah. Walk around. See what it's like. You don't have to talk to anybody. Sit in the corner. Yeah. Watch people for a little bit, you know, and then maybe come again next time when you're a little more comfortable and talk to somebody. We do a networking tip each week in my women's networking groups. And one of the networking tips this week was the Ford method. Have you heard that? Mm -hmm. So for the people listening out there, the Ford method is a way to have a conversation with somebody when you're getting to know them. So F is for family, Mm -hmm. occupation, recreation and dreams so you can just you know hey you have family you have kids what do you do for a living how'd you get into that what do you do for fun on the weekends and you know what are you looking forward to this year it could be super nonchalant and laid back and it doesn't have to be some like drilled question and answer type i have a fantastic method that (laughs) i've drilled down from years of research for meeting with people that i haven't met before do you guys want me to show you Let's pretend Jeremy and I haven't met. Okay. Okay? We'll do like a role play. Gotcha. Okay? So Jeremy and I are going to have a a networking one-on-one. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. This is groundbreaking. All right. So we we sit down, right? We're at the coffee shop or where we sit down. I go, oh, God, Olive emailed you in advance. Back to coffee. Here's, I know, I love the coffee. He likes coffee. So I'll... um, You don't have coffee. I'll I'll (laughs) email you like, oh, I'm wearing a blue shirt today. So you know what color, you know what I look like. Uh Uh-huh. Here's a picture, right? And then you go, okay, hey, it's me over here. So I come and I sit down. I go, how you doing? Let's take it from there, okay? Okay. So how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing really well. So uh, did you find the place all right and everything? Yeah, yeah. The parking was a little rough. but yeah, uh, parking always sucks around Portland, I'm here. right? Yeah, and we so, matched today, so it's beautiful. Would... Yeah, blue it shirts. nice. Yeah. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your business? I Bam! See. That's it. <laughs> This you is how you finish. start networking. But I didn't get to talk about my business. Well, you would talk when normally you would talk about oh. it. Role play over. I was role That's playing right. and he just cut me <laughs> off. I'll cut you right he, off. He put me in a corner. That's Nobody right. puts baby in a corner. <laughs> so let's try it again. Carrie? Yes. How you doing? Great. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your business? So. <laughs> you didn't cut her off. Yeah, I know. So I was right. waiting for it. I, I was right. I'm like, kind of flinching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, that's that's really all it takes. Mm. Get in, talk to somebody, have your, hi, how's it going? Get your coffee, whatever it is, right? Sit down. Tell me a little bit about your business. Hey. They can talk about it, yeah. and you can listen. You could always fall back on talking about the weather. That's right. It's sunny today. It works. Now, wait. It's a two-part. <laughs> this is a two-part formula. Ask them to tell you about their business. 
and, and listen. then listen to what they say. Yeah. Because a lot of people forget number two. Mm-hmm. They're off daydreaming about whatever, you know, trying to figure out what they want. And they no, listen. Right. But you also got to realize, too, it's a two-way street. But that's, again, it's, it's a, a whole other podcast on how to network effectively or something like that, right? But when you're talking to somebody and when you're getting to know them, you want to ask them about their business and listen. And ultimately, they should ask you about your business and then they hopefully will listen, right? It's a two-way street. Right, but sometimes I go meet with people, like say we got an hour mm-hmm. to meet and then we have like a hard deadline. They'll talk about their business for the whole hour. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the end. And they go, oh, my God, I've been talking the whole time. I didn't even really get a chance to ask you about your business, right? And I go, oh, you know what? That's fine. You know, let's meet up again sometime, and then, you know, we can talk a little more. If that's cool, maybe we'll set up, you know, maybe next month or something or next week. It depends how, you know, interested you are in having a further conversation with them. They're going to leave, and they go away, and they go, man, I had the best conversation with this guy today. I had visitors talking about my business and blah, 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 blah. People love to talk. And they right. love to talk about mm-hmm. their business. And if you are the person who listens to them, you've already got to step up above almost anybody else, right? Yep. Usually what happens is if you're having a business conversation and you're listening to them talk about their business, it gives you points that you can like put in your brain that you go, okay, well, you know what? They say they do X, Y, Z, and I know Jim, and Jim probably needs this thing. So that right. would be a good referral person. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? What are the pain points you have in your business? Maybe is there, is there a problem that you have in your business that I might be able to help with? And then they tell you what that thing is, and then you can help them. And you can teach them, right? Right. So it all comes back ultimately to kind of listening and helping teach, especially if you go with that kind of thing. But going into the rest of it is definitely a longer conversation, yeah. and we could all talk for hours, if not days, on the same thing. So, Carrie, thank you very much for coming in and talking to us today. It was excellent hearing what you do and how you leverage your education to actually get leads and teach people. Thanks for um, having me. And uh, – Carrie's book should be out shortly, Barking Up the Right Tree by Carrie Rouse. Yep. And uh, you're publishing, uh, self-publishing, right? Self-publishing. You'll be be able to find it on Amazon. And other places that you can buy books. Also, just once quickly, if you want to get more marketing insights like this, you can go to hookseo.com and there's a little button right at the top that says, let's do it. It'll take you to a form. You can sign up to get a weekly marketing email from us where we tell you how to market your business. And I like to put little stories in there and we talk and it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I don't sell things to you. I tell you, I teach you how to market things. And then if there is a need for something that we offer that you need down the road, you could just reply to the email. There's no, no sales funnel. There's no click here to do this and do that and blah, 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 blah. Just if you want my emails, I'll send them to you. If you like what you hear, you can reply back. Awesome. I like it. All right, everybody. Well, have a great week, and we'll see you next time. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Markoff. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Next week, we will be starting our two-part series on podcasting, radio, and voice marketing. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. 
We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.